0: Welcome into to Sports Betting Daily. Happy Monday. It's a Monday. You know what they say about the Monday blues. The only cure is varsity blues. If you've never watched The Office, that probably doesn't make much sense to you. But uh, either way, happy Monday. How are you? How the heck was your weekend? What's today? November 22nd. Thanksgiving week. All right. A lot of, I'm sure a lot of you are on a short work week. Maybe working from home a little bit. Got some games this week. On today's show, we'll take a look back at this weekend, review our picks, talk about our best and worst games of the weekend, some takeaways, and then uh, we'll look ahead to the week as well. So Mondays are always fun. Look back, look forward a little bit, and uh, a lot of evaluations. Uh, Special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com. Better Edge is so much fun in terms of bringing sports betting to the next level and making it just awesome. So sports betting has its own place, right? We all think sports betting is fun. I'm certain, well, I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, you've made a sports bet or two in your life, okay? Maybe not. Maybe you just like to watch the games and you like to hear our, our, our opinion, our angle. That's fine. But if you do want to start betting, or if you do already bet, you can make it so much more fun with Better Edge because Better Edge is not your classic sports a Matter of fact, they're not a sports book at all. They're a social media platform where you can legally bet on sports even in states where sports betting is not legal yet. So that's what's fun about it. You can get connected with your friends, your buddies, make profiles, follow each other, do individual competitions together. It tracks your stats, it tracks your record. And oh yeah, like I said, you can bet on sports VIG free in a lot of states where you can't right now bet. Onlinebetteredge.com, that's b e t t o r edge.com. Use promo code SHARP for free $10. All right, so let's take a look back at the weekend. Uh, For those new to the show, brand new to the show, we give picks out every single weekend, and we give those picks – On Friday, then Saturday morning and Sunday morning, we come back on, do a quick podcast, let you know if there's still value in the games we gave, and let you know if there's any new value in other games that we didn't have. So a review of our picks for the weekend, we had seven games for the weekend, one on Friday night, four on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Friday night started off with a win, Colorado Avalanche minus 140 against Seattle, Colorado gets the win on the road. Saturday, not a fantastic day. We went one and three. Uh, our Premier League game, Brighton-Hove Albion, they ended up losing. We had them draw no bet. The New York Islanders lost against Calgary. There was a hangover, and I mentioned it on Friday. Maybe I didn't take into account enough how much of a hangover there, over there would be. That was. Let's talk about that for a second. The New York Islanders had just wrapped up the second longest road, street, road trip in the history of the, NA, uh, the NHL. So they finally get back to New York and the line was greatly skewed in terms of you know taking value away from New York because of the travel. Well, I still bet into it because what I gave for the travel didn't match what the market gave for the travel. Where I messed up there, that was a mistake I made. And where I messed up was thinking that I could price something that was essentially unprecedented. We'd never seen before this happen. And so I may be comfortable from doing it successfully for so long. I said, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. We can price this in. And I don't think I priced it in accurately enough. So keep that in mind. That's a really good lesson is that a lot of us think that because we have some piece of information, right? Uh, Tom Brady's hurt. Aaron Rodgers' toe is hurt. Uh, Player X is on COVID protocol. A certain player just had a death in the family, whatever it may be. A lot of times, you know, it's like, oh, of course, I'm a a pro better. It's my job to quantify this information. It's my job to say, hey, it doesn't matter what info I get. We'll price it. We'll bet on it. Sometimes you can't price everything. And if I get a situation like I did with the Islanders and so much travel finally coming back home, maybe the best route was to pass. Now, if you're listening, getting pissed off saying, oh, come on, Tyler, why'd you give the game out then? Why'd you? That's what sports betting is. Sports betting is a constant process where every single game you make, every single bet you make, you want to learn, tweak, adjust, grow. And that's what it's about is growing. If we make that same mistake again in a week, that's, you know, fine. Find a new podcast. Don't listen to them anymore. That would be horrific. You don't want to listen to someone who makes the same mistakes over and over. But if you do want to learn, maybe understand next time we come across this, how to approach it, that's what this is for. So the Islanders, I thought it was great value at minus 115. We didn't take into account the travel, though, beforehand. Uh, we had the Ve- the uh, Vegas Golden Knights that night, Saturday night. They ended up winning, and uh, our other loss was in college football, SMU, plus 10.5 against Cincinnati. On Sunday, we went 1-1. One and one. We ended up winning our Premier League game with the Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur, and then uh, we lost our uh, teaser because the Seattle Seahawks, we had them plus 8. They lost by 10. To Arizona. So that's how the weekend wrapped up. It was a uh doo-doo-doo. one and three, one and one. So two and four. Three and four with Saturday. So it was three and four on the weekend. Not horrible. That brings our overall record. Let's see here. So three and four on the weekend. We were five and one last weekend. So we are now eight and five on the show altogether. And uh, I always like to do my Captain Hindsight, okay? So every Monday, we do our Captain Hindsight, which was which was my worst pick of the weekend. And uh, look no further than SMU. We had SMU plus 10 and a half. I actually said on another podcast I'm on, which I highly recommend listening to, it's a great podcast if you like college football. It's called College Football Tailgate. Uh, on one of those shows last week, I actually said that... Uh, I thought SMU was a live underdog (laughs) to upset them. And you know, maybe I was just a little off with SMU that game. One of those things where you're undervaluing uh, Cincy, you're overvaluing SMU, and uh, if I could go back and take one off the docket, it would certainly be that game. All right, three takeaways from the weekend. Three takeaways. My first takeaway, kind of mentioned this already with the Islanders, travel matters a lot. Okay, if you think... That you can just ignore travel, ignore the. It's so funny how travel works its way into the lines. And I often have to pay attention to this. We all do. But I think that we forget, you know, when you travel from San Jose to Seattle, as the Washington Capitals did a couple nights ago, that's a long travel. Some people think, yeah, it's just the West Coast, no big deal. And it really matters. You know, think about how you feel. After a flight, when you either get to vacation or back from vacation, you know, and I understand these are athletes, but that doesn't mean they're immune to time zone changes, you know, body changes, things like that. And so travel really matters. And that's one thing I learned this weekend. Well, not learned, but one of my main takeaways this weekend, we can't ever underestimate travel in any given sport. Now we don't want to overestimate it, but it's something we always have to be aware of. Travel matters. My second takeaway from the weekend Man, things in college are really coming together. There will be no Pac-12 in the playoff. Big surprise. Michigan State loses, opening the door for potentially Michigan or some other teams. Now, right now, the final four, uh, it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and that fourth team is a question mark. I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying Cincinnati, Cincinnati. And honestly, I'm usually someone who doesn't love the... The lower school, right? The FCS school or the... Uh, not FCS, but like the, the lower tier non-group of five school getting in. Uh, non-power five school, I should say, getting in. But this year, if there's one year where there's kind of a down um, talent group or there's not these teams that kind of jump off the page, I guess it would be this year. But there's a lot that has to be decided. We're not sure what the Big 12 is going to look like. What's Oklahoma going to do? Is Oklahoma State... Gonna win the Big Twelve. A lot still needs to be figured out before we say okay. Enough teams have lost to make Cincinnati number four. Now this week, would I su- be would I be surprised if if Cincy was number four? No. A lot of teams around him have lost, and it seems like the door is open. But uh, don't jump to a conclusion and 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 think that just because of these losses, it's not automatic for Cincy. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to giving Cincy the stiff arm and keeping him out. But uh, if there is one year I could see him in, it's probably this year. And my third takeaway from the weekend, don't make parlays. (laughs) One, uh, I heard an interview this morning, one very prominent sports book in the United States had an 11% hold this weekend. Now to think about what that means, because I'm sure for a lot of you, it's like, okay, what the hell does that mean? What do I do with that? The house, if everyone out there, including me, were to randomly bet for a weekend, but all the bets were singles, not parlays, it doesn't matter really how good you individually do or not. In general, the population would go about 50-50. Okay? So if you're random and you're picking games at random, which is really as good as a lot of people can do anyway, the household's about 5%. Okay? So, if you and everyone in the world were to just start randomly picking singles, no parlays, but singles, the house would keep about 5%. The fact that they more than doubled that this weekend at this one sports book, 11%, is not only laughable and funny and, and silly, it's kind of infuriating because for someone who tries to make a living beating the bookies, I see him getting rich because of so many morons out there making parlays and teasers and all these stupid bets that the house would prefer for you to make. The household rises incrementally, and I should say actually exponentially, the stupider you make your bets. If you have a two-team parlay, your winning percentage goes down to about 25%. If you have an eight-team parlay, you're going to have to get lucky. I mean, it's literally... Well, here, we can do it real quick. Let's see, point uh, five. So, hitting an eighteen parlay for the average sports better. There's about a <laughs> there's about a point three. Well, we'll call point four. A zero point four percent chance. Okay, zero point four. One in a, th- or a four in a thousand. So, that's the point here. Is you're now taking your winning percentages from fifty fifty. If you just bet a single. To now four and a thousand, if you make an eighteen parlay. Now you may say, well, Tyler, I'm only risking whatever it is, ten dollars, to win hundred and fifty. So if I finally hit that, you know, when I finally get that winner, it's it's going to make up for it. And that's actually not the case. You're diminishing your returns every time you make one of these parlays. It's not like finally when you hit one, it's going to be even. Now, if you're betting non-vig and you're betting singles, that may be the case. You can expect that to happen. But this strategy of betting parlays, betting teasers, betting a little to win a lot is such a terrible strategy. And you know what's funny? I I mentioned earlier uh, College Football Tailgate, the college football show I'm on. My co-host in that show does this all the time. And his theory or the way he he rationalizes this is is it's not that much money he's losing. He's only losing like 5 or $10 a weekend. But if you were to total up all the parlays he's made, probably in the last three or four years, he has lost hundreds of dollars. And he's not made it back with the winners. And if he has, he's getting extremely lucky doing so. And he hasn't, I I promise you, I've been right there for it. (laughs) So I know it doesn't seem appealing to bet $10 to win nine. Okay, what seems appealing is to take that 10 and put it in a little parlay and uh, get 150 back. But the chances of you making 150, compared to the chances of you making nine dollars, it's actually a far better bet mathematically to make the single. And if you keep making that decision over and over and over and over and over, that is how you finally make ground and, and become a good sports better and do something that can last long term. When I saw the household was 11 freaking percent this weekend, yeah, it made me laugh a little bit. Made me go, holy shit. Yeah, America's not getting smarter betting. They're getting dumber. But on the same end, I hate when the bookies can be morons and get so rich. All right, that is it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Monday. Now, whatever you got today, a little soccer, a little basketball, a little hockey, a little football, good luck. Hope you catch some winners. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.